Hi, I'm Rich. I'm Natalie. And this is Not Suitable for Adults. Listen to us speak calmly and wisely to you about the best and the worst of kids' TV shows today. Some of it's good. Some of it. Bye. Bye. Hey there, welcome to this week's episode of Fat, Drunk, and Stupid. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And this is the Memorial Day edition. So I just want to say I hope you had a good weekend. Hope your holiday has been well. Hope everybody's safe and healthy. Looks like some popular, uh, what do you call it, vacation spots, I guess. <laughs> Got pretty busy. I, I know here in Missouri, the <clears throat> there was a big hullabaloo about Lake of the Ozarks and uh if you guys haven't seen that, you should you should look look at that on Twitter or Google or whatever. But there were people, they had signs up saying "Please stay six feet apart," but there was like hundreds and hundreds of people, and they were all nut to butt, shirts off, drinking and swimming and stuff. So, yeah, I'm sure other parts of the country had that going on too. I think I saw maybe uh, Ocean City, Maryland, was going through the news with a bunch of people there. So, yeah, I don't know, man. You just got to take care of yourself and your family and, and do what's best for you. If you feel like, you know, you want to go out and do something like that that bad, I guess that's the risk you take, you know. Uh, but, you know, I hope that um, you're feeling good despite what you may be feeling bad about. And I hope that you listen to this and maybe you just kind of relax and uh, take it easy for a bit. That's what I like to do. So you heard the promo from... Not suitable for adults. It's a great show, great podcast. Uh, they do a really great job, uh, and uh, I would encourage you to listen to it. It's good, especially if you have kids, you know, or if, or if you don't have kids. But it's very, very topical for if you have kids because it's like a lot of conversations that I think parents have as far as uh, things kids watch and stuff like that. So really good, really good show. And thank you for them for sending their promo, and also thank you for using mine a couple weeks ago. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, the promo swaps have been <clears throat> very, very uh, abundant, I guess you could say. So if you are a podcast or um, anything else, really, you can send me your promo, uh, either uh, email at fdspodcast7 at gmail.com or just holler at me on Twitter at fdspodcast7. Uh, tweet or DM or email, whatever you want to do. And I'll gladly play, you know, put into the rotation. I've gotten... I think this is the fifth promo I've played today, uh, I think. Yeah, I think. But I have got a bunch more. And so just add them to the rotation and, and move them through. So it's really neat to, to cross-promote and help each other. And uh, speaking of promos, last week I ran the promo for Coffin Cast, <clears throat> which is another great show, uh, ran by a, a lovely lady named Kristen. And she does a very good job. Uh, on Coffin Cast, and she also has another podcast, which I failed to mention last week, which she also does uh, Dispatches of Disassociation, and she does that with two other gentlemen, uh, I believe Dan and Jeff are their names, and they're on other podcasts, and I did not write that down, so Dan and Jeff, I apologize, I know one of them's on Round and Round, I know that, and I can't remember the other one, and uh, I didn't write it down, so I apologize, but I will uh, throw that in the shout out when I tweet out the episode. So, but it's an audio drama. Uh, so a lot of writing there and, and voice acting and things like that. And it's really good. So, uh, not only with coffin cast, but also dispatches of disassociation. So look those up and, and peep those out. And, uh, if you listen, be sure you, you said you heard it on the fat, drunk and stupid podcast. You heard the, the promo and the shout out, same thing with not suitable for adults and any other, uh, shout outs or promos that we do. So thank you to them. Thank you to Kristen. Appreciate it. And speaking of Twitter, the Twitter uh, support has been really, really good. I mean, it's been fantastic. I, I am so grateful and so fortunate to be able to interact with so many wonderful people and discovering so many great shows, man. Everybody is so passionate and creative and everybody's got their own kind of their own things going on. And some of these movie podcasts, you guys, you know, <coughs> excuse me, you guys do some do some great work. And that wasn't a corona cough. That was an allergy cough, by the way. So no need for concern. Here we go. I'll, I'll take care of that. There we go. 
all better, as my daughter would say. But some of these movies, man, I haven't seen some of these movies in forever that I see some of these reviews and listen to them on. And, and it makes me want to go back and dig back through some of these movies. And I think now with there's not a lot of new stuff coming out. So, you know, kind of digging back through some of these movies that you haven't seen in a while. And especially with this week with with uh, the Memorial Day episode, you know, some of these military movies I haven't seen and watched in a long time. And so I'm kind of getting back. I'm kind of getting in that groove where I'm going to go back and watch some of these. But um, I just want to say thank you to everybody for the interaction, for the support. Uh, when I see new episodes and new material come up from podcasts and other uh, creators and Twitch streamers and uh, independent authors and all kinds of things. I mean, I, I try to retweet them and, and support them as much as I can because I think it's a give and take kind of deal uh, on Twitter. And, and when you have something that you're trying to promote and you're trying to create and you're trying to get people um, exposed to, you know, it's a give and take. You can't expect people to to share your stuff if you don't do the same. And I'm always happy to do that. I'm always happy to to work with other podcasts and uh, talk and communicate. And, and uh, I'm in a couple uh, podcast groups that help promote each other as well. And just this past week, you know, there was a big, there was a back and forth conversation about uh, different platforms that people use, different recording methods and all kinds of stuff, man. It's just, it's really cool because it's a really good mix of, of newer podcasts and, and folks who've been doing it for a couple of years. And uh, there's always something to learn, just like anything else. Like I said on, <clears throat> I can't remember one of them. Somebody said something about going back to what, listen to your first one and see how things have changed. And my first one I actually really like it was it was myself and my good my good buddy Ben who we play guitars together, and we just you know I, I hooked the microphone up, hit record, and we just sat and just talked and played guitars and drank bourbon. And, uh, but it was a good, good first episode to get in there. And I think, uh, if you go back and listen to that, you probably would enjoy it. It was like an hour and a half too, I mean, but, um, you know, I just think it gets better as it goes. Like anything else you learn and you tweak stuff a little bit and, uh, everybody, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's a hobby, you know, everybody has other things going on and we just try to do, do the best you can and put out good content, obviously, and hopefully people will listen and like it. Um, the listeners here for this show have been, have been on the rise and I really appreciate it. It's really, really great to see. And I just really enjoy it. And I just want to say thanks to everybody. Very grateful for that. And speaking of that, I tweeted out this Memorial day episode saying that I wanted to hear about everybody's favorite military movie, a uh, book, video game, comic book, <clears throat> whatever it may be. And you guys did not disappoint. And I really appreciate that. The, the the outcome of this uh, was really really beyond anything I thought at first. I thought maybe I'd get a couple, but I got quite a few, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm excited for it. So I thank you for that. So uh, without further ado, uh, we'll we'll jump in here and we'll take a look at it. So first, I want to start off by saying, uh, if you guys don't know, I'm a I'm a veteran, I'm a army. Infantry combat veteran. I went to Iraq twice, and Memorial Day, a lot of times, is kind of a. It's kind of a, a. People don't really know what to say on Memorial Day. Sometimes I think, and and there's there's the debate of don't think a veteran on Memorial Day, because that's what Veterans Day is for. Don't, you know, say thank you for your service you know, things like that, because it's about remembering people who lost their lives in the service of our country. But, you know, if you feel compelled to thank a veteran or text or, or drop a note to a veteran that you know on Memorial Day, there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. Um, there are probably some veterans, and I know, <laughs> I know some of them who would correct people. Oh, that's not what it's about. But I mean, come on, man. Don't be a don't be a dick. You know, if people want to be grateful, let them be grateful, you know. Matter of fact, just this morning I got a text from my parents that said happy veterans day to our favorite veteran. We love you. And I texted back, "Thank you. Love you too." Obviously it was weird cuz it's not veterans day. And then my dad actually said happy holiday to my favorite veteran. 
you know, so, but, you know, I mean, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna jump up and say, uh, no, don't, don't do that, you know, because um, that would just be a little too much, you know. I know what they mean, and and I I think, you know, if 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 anybody has been in the military or is is a parent of a person in the military, sometimes you, what I've learned is that you don't know what to say. Uh, and you know, I have three kids. I have a, a, a 14 year old, a 13 year old and an almost three year old. And if any of them join the military, I'd be happy for them, you know, but I would probably experience a lot of things that my parents experienced when I joined, which is a lot of confusion, uh, fear of the unknown, not knowing what's going to happen. And I'm sure anybody who's been in the military, um, would agree with that, especially during the time that I was in when I signed up. August 29th, 2001, right before 9-11 happened. And then 9-11 happened. And the big question was, are you still going? Are you, are you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going. I signed, I signed the paper. I got to go. Well, I also wanted to get the hell out of my hometown. So I was, I was, nothing was deterring me from, from getting out of there. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I was ready to go. I was, I was half past ready, if you know what I mean. So, you know, it's it's not worth a debate. I saw an NPR article that that was like, "Do not think of veteran on Memorial Day," and it's just so silly. You know, it's just not a big deal. It's just it's really not to to say thank you to a veteran. It's not a big deal. It it really isn't. And I'm not. I don't want to get into the whole debate about you know hero worship and and all this kind of stuff. You know, I'll save that for another time. But I'll just say that on Memorial Day, you know, obviously it is for those who 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 died uh, in the service of our country. And, and not only in combat, there are those who died after returning, many, several, and way too many. We hear about veteran suicides, things like that. And I certainly have had uh, some friends of mine who unfortunately have lost that battle once they return from war. And it's unfortunate. And it's heartbreaking because honestly, you, you go to war and then you come back and you, and and you're like, okay, we're all okay. We made it. We survived. We did it. And then a year or two later, you get a phone call saying that um, you lost somebody. And uh, it's tough, you know. And look, I'm not here to drag everybody down, you know, but I'm just here to be honest and be genuine. And and that's what it is, you know. It, it, that's what it is. But, you know, I hope that people realize that regardless of your political affiliation, regardless of, of how you feel, uh, everybody joins the military for different reasons. And, uh, I, for me, I wanted to get out of my hometown and ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be in the military. I would wear army surplus clothes to school. One of the biggest fights my mom and I got into is what I wanted to wear. I had some, some BDU pants, and I had some boots and I wanted to tuck my pants in my boots, just like the army guys I saw like on TV and in the movies and much like these movies we're going to talk about here in a minute. And we had a fucking knockdown drag out fight. She dropped me off at school. And as soon as she was out of sight, I tucked my pants into my boots. You know, this is a, you know, a defiant kind of action there. But, you know. It's something I've, I was always into and something I always really liked. And, and, and I think that, uh, you know, when something like that is such an important thing in your life, then you finally get to the point where you can make that decision. And I did. And I made that decision. And I, and, and I joined. And, and it took me on a lot of adventures, some good, some bad, some, some hilarious, some terrifying. Um, but, you know, all in all, it was one of the best decisions that, <clears throat> that I ever made. And I think a lot of people feel that way too, uh, no matter when you did it or, or how long or, or what you did. Um, me personally, uh, I was uh, Army Infantry, 11 Bravo. I uh, was air, airborne and air assault. I went to air, uh, airborne school at Fort Benning, Georgia after basic training. And then I was stationed at uh, Fort Campbell and was in uh, the 327th Infantry Regiment, 2nd Battalion, Bravo Company, 2nd Platoon. And uh, went to air assault school, and which is basically uh, repelling either off a wall or from a helicopter. And 
you know, went and did all kinds of stuff, crazy stuff that I never, ever, ever thought I would do. Not in a million years. I never thought I would do some of that stuff. But, you know, it's just um, it's just one of those things. That, and, and I try to look at it as an adventure, you know. And, you know, even going to Iraq and seeing the, you know, watching the sun come up over the Tigris River, you know. When would a kid from Southeast Virginia ever, ever be able to see that? Never. Never. In real life, never. I mean, this is something that... The Tigris River is something you hear about if you ever went to church as a kid. You hear about that in Sunday school, you know. And here I am standing there looking at it. It's at my feet, you know. It's kind of crazy. So um, I think it's it's just, you know, it's one of those things that it, it's an experience that is unlike anything else in the world. And there should be respect for people who join the military, obviously. Uh, but, there, there, you know, there should be you know, it, it should come from the right place, I think, you know, and that's a complicated conversation to have. And like I said, I'm not, I don't want to get into it right now because I have a lot of really awesome comments and, uh, things to get into from, from my, all my Twitter friends. Uh, but I just want to throw that in there that, uh, that's kind of my little, little piece there. And I'd love to talk about that later on, <clears throat> but you know, part of the, what I was thinking with this episode was I wonder what other people like force military movies and, and games and video games and books and comics and, and stuff like that. And I could talk about them and I could also give people the shout outs as I do it, because like I said, I, I love interacting with people and, and I love that you guys interact with me and I think it's awesome. So, uh, we're going to get started. So I'm going to start with catching up on cinema. They said Punisher born Punisher born by Garth Ennis might be my favorite military comic. Not military myself. My dad was a staff sergeant in the U.S. Air Force in Vietnam. Thank you, catching up on cinema, and thank you to your old man for uh, for doing that. That was that was certainly a, a rough time to be in the military, uh, no doubt about that. And <clears throat> I'm sorry if I I'm taking doing some whiskey on the rock. So I'm not trying to do whiskey ASMR or anything, but if you're in that sort of thing, you know, hope you enjoy it. Punisher Born is a fantastic comic. Gar- Garth Ennis is is really really good, and he also did Sandman. I think he did a he did a ju- I think he did some Judge Dredd. And if you're listening to this and you you know more about comics than I do, you could uh, confirm or deny that. But I'm pretty sure he did a Judge Dredd run, and uh, he, he's really good. Great style, very unique. Um, you know, one of those guys who kind of took some established characters and, and did his own thing. And certainly, certainly very, I mean, super applicable. I mean, the Punisher, uh, is, is very military, obviously Frank Castle, uh, in, in, in several forms, you know, started off, uh, in the military and, um, went on to do his thing. So thank you for that. Catching up on cinema. I really appreciate it. In bed with Nikki said uncharted series, uncharted series is the video game series on PlayStation. And it's really good. And, and the cool thing about, and, and thank you, Nikki, for that. But the cool thing about uh, <clears throat> the Uncharted series, if you don't know, is that it actually they were developing that game when the first uh, Gears of War came out, and then they delayed it because they wanted to in, to integrate a lot the some of the mechanics from Gears of War, like the cover system and the way uh, the camera moves and follows you around and stuff like that. So if you think about it, it makes sense. It's very similar and uh, very good games. Um, and uh, Nikki, if you listen to this, <clears throat> I think Uncharted, I think part two is my favorite. So you're welcome to comment or uh, when I tweet this out and uh, tell me your favorite or anybody really. Uh, if anybody is uh, into those Uncharted games. It's actually, you know, I had a PlayStation. I always had PlayStations. I went from the original Nintendo to Super Nintendo to Sega Genesis to PS1, PS2, PS3. PS4. And then I sold the PS4 and got an Xbox One S because everybody I knew a couple years ago had Xbox. So, and then of course, you know, PlayStation comes out with like Spider Man and Gears of War. And uh, what else do they come out with? There's another game. Oh, man. The game with the, the redhead chick. 
And, uh, man, son of a bitch. I can't remember nothing. I, I, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. I know if you're listening to this, you're probably screaming at me, but I'm sorry. Anyway, some pretty good exclusives. And also, well, Last of Us. I did play The Last of Us before I got rid of the PlayStation. And I'm very happy I did because that's one of my favorite games. Really, that's a brilliant game. Love it. I don't know what, about part two with this whole what you do with uh, with it being leaked by a disgruntled employee and stuff like that. Uh, you know, that's unfortunate. But, hey, it, it's a really good, really good series. And uh, I've actually considered trying to find like a used PS4 or like a refurb <clears throat> to be able to play Spider-Man and some of these other exclusives. But we'll see what happens. So we're going to dig back into the comments here. Cinematic Blind Spots, always one of my favorites. Said Adam would have to say Saving Private Ryan. It was his number one movie of all time, after all. Saving Private Ryan is a brilliant movie. And that came out in, nine. Uh, let's see when that came out. I want to say 98. Let me see if I'm right. Oh, I Googled it with the Saving Mr. Banks. Nah, we don't want that. We want to save Private Ryan. Mr. Banks can fend for himself. This came out, it did come out in 98. So 98, I was a senior in high school. And this was right before I was, I was, I really was heavily thinking about joining the army and not only with the Saving Private Ryan, but then, but then the very next year, uh, Band of Brothers came out, which I'll talk about that a little later, but Band of Brothers is also one of my favorites and a big one. Midwest Meltdown, uh, one of the best war movies out there, Saving Private Ryan, always a go-to and to stay on our theme, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, one of the best war video games ever. Thanks for the shout out. Keep the awesome content coming. Thank you, Midwest Meltdown. Meltdown. I really appreciate it. And again, Saving Private Ryan, man, what a movie. I mean, that was, if I'm, I'll be 39 in September. So when that movie came out, <clears throat> I remember you would go to, if anybody remembers Circuit City, uh, it was like uh, an electronics store. Once Saving Private Ryan came out, if you went into a circuit city, once it came out on on, uh, on DVD, it was on every, like they'd have these little rooms you go into where they would demonstrate the surround sound and they would play that opening scene from Saving Private Ryan. Like that was the standard for, for sound. Uh, and it's really awesome. And you know, when that movie came out, they actually had a support hotline for World War II veterans because some World War II vets would watch it and it would, it would actually make them have uh, flashbacks and stuff like that. It was so realistic and so, so really so well done, but it's a very important movie. And it's a great movie. Also has Tom Hanks in it. Who's uh, fantastic. He's brilliant. The movie seller said with our f show focused on VHS, we've covered several Vietnam war movies. Some that really stand out are full metal jacket apocalypse. Now, and my personal favorite, Good Morning Vietnam. And this, man, this is a really good tweet. I mean, talk about three fantastic movies, and they're all so different. And Full Metal Jacket, I remember watching Full Metal Jacket as a kid, which is, which is funny. It's not really something you want kids to watch. But when, when I was a kid, I was living with my mom, and I was living in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. And there was a local video store called Blue Box Video. And they had, they had this deal where you could get five movies for five days for $5. VHS, right? And so we would go in there all the time and, and get movies. And it wasn't one of those deals where you had to have a card and all this kind of stuff. You know, there was, there was also a Blockbuster in town. And Blockbuster, <laughs> Blockbuster was always a treat. You know, that was like a special thing, you know, to go into Blockbuster. Uh, it was like this hollowed fucking ground when you walked in there, you know, and the lights and, and the all the the, you know, the signs and all the stuff in there. But Blue Box was just a very simple, locally owned place. And my mom and I would go in there quite a bit and, and get movies. And Full Metal Jacket was one that was always in rotation. Full Metal Jacket, Ghostbusters, E.T. Another good military movie, Private Benjamin with Goldie Hawn which I think was like 82, 83, um, was a big one. Uh, because back in the 80s, Magoli Han was a, was a big deal. And, and she, she was in a, a ton of movies. But um, a lot of that stuff was in rotation. The Indiana Jones movies, uh, of course, Star Wars. I mean, all kinds of things. All kinds of really good movies. So really good. I appreciate you guys at the movie seller. Apocalypse Now, man, what a movie. I mean, what a fantastic movie. 
I love that movie. I watch that movie a, a couple times a year. The cool thing about that movie is that I, every time I watch it, I think I feel like I pick up on something different. I find like a little detail that I didn't see before, and uh, that's just such a great movie. And I also read the book that it's based on, Into the Heart of Darkness, by Joseph Conrad, and it's pretty good. It, it, the book the book is a little hard to read, but it's I think just just the time when it was written and the the diction that he used. I think it was published like right around the turn of the century. Um, but it's pretty good. And and the way Apocalypse Now takes that book and is adapted to the Vietnam War is is really really good. And uh, yeah, never get out of the fucking boat. That's rule number one. And of course, man, Good Morning Vietnam, Robin Williams, what a brilliant movie. I love Robin Williams, and he's fantastic, and he he's just one of the truly funniest people of all time, and a, and a great actor, too. Not just funny, but a great actor, and I'm so happy that my daughter is really, and she loves the original Aladdin, and her favorite part is when the genie shows up and sings the song, you know, and she jumps, she jumps up and sings, and um, he he's just brilliant in that <coughs> excuse me he's just brilliant brilliant in that movie and i i remember seeing that as a kid and and it's just one of those movies that as an 80s kid you kind of grow up with these movies and you've all they've always been on or around or something like that but really good movie one of my favorite lines there's so many good lines from that uh but when when he's asked what does three up three down mean to you and he says the end of an inning i think that's hilarious that's good uh, but it's also, if you're in the military and you watch that movie, I think you'll find it very, very, very funny and very relatable because typically uh, everybody's just kind of ripping on the LT or the lieutenant. So I always thought that was that was really good. Uh, also, uh, at Breaker 6696, he was 143. Now he's just got a cigarette there. So I don't know what's up. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, Saving Private Ryan and Thin Red Line, and Debbie does Fort Bragg. What a what a piece of cinematic history. Love it. Thin Red Line is a very good movie too. If you haven't seen it, um, it's a uh, it's a military movie, but it also blends a lot of ethical issues and and things like that. And uh, that's a good one. It's a very good one. So thank you for that. On second watch, said the Patriot and Enemy of the Gates, and then said, Do these count? They do count. The Patriot is is obviously a military movie. It's a Revolutionary War. And Enemy of the Gates with Jude Law and Ed Harris, man, what a that's a good movie too. That's a very good movie. Um, and that Enemy of the Gates is a movie that I that I that I like to mention to people, because it, it, it's weird because that's a movie that a lot of people haven't seen, believe it or not. And I always say, man, go watch that movie. It, it's really good. Uh, our friends at Sin and Scream Podcast said Full Metal Jacket with the late great Arlie Army and TV or book Band of Brothers. Very good. Again, of course, our Lee Army was fantastic in that. And, if you, and I'm sure you probably know this, but initially, our Lee Army was there as a um, advisor, and they had an uh, an actor doing the part of Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, doing the um, doing the uh, the drill sergeant part, right? And the the actor wasn't really doing it properly. He, he, he wasn't very good at it. So R. Lee would just jump up and just start saying, just start saying what he was, what he was saying. And he, and he was just like, uh, Oh, you know what? Wait a minute. I said, Gurney Sergeant Hartman. That's not right. Hartman is from <laughs> Hartman's from stripes. Yeah. No. Anyway, uh, he, he just jumped in and would, and would just do his thing. And, you know, was literally what you saw in the movie. And none of that was written or scripted. It was just him doing his thing. And uh, so he ended up just getting the part himself. Um, And so it was just really, man, what a movie, you know. And I was looking at something else here. Give me a second. I was trying to find something. I was doing really good when I was rolling here, and I thought I got something confused. No, that is that is right. Gunnery Sergeant Hartman. Yeah, okay. Holka is the sergeant in Stripes. There you go. I got that right. I don't know why. I knew that was right. I don't know why I said that. 
you have to excuse me. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just a very simple person. Uh, so anyway, at any rate, it's a fantastic movie. And I also would like to talk about Band of Brothers. They mentioned Band of Brothers, which I, who I, which is really, really good. And the cool story about Band of Brothers is <clears throat> that's actually uh, the, the same unit that I was in. Um, especially when you get into the, there's an episode about the battle of Bastogne and where they're surrounded by Germans and they hold out for several days and they became known as the bastards of Bastogne. Well, that is first brigade 327th infantry regiment of the 101st airborne. And that's the brigade that I was in. Um, so the, the name of the brigade is the Bastogne brigade. And if you go into the brigade headquarters at Fort Campbell, the actual metal sign that says Bastogne is hanging up on the wall, which I think is pretty cool. So that's kind of my my link to history. And I, I just always thought that was really cool. And seeing Band of Brothers also influenced me wanting to be a part of the 101st Airborne because I just thought it was awesome. And it just, you know, I, you know, the 82nd Airborne is in uh, obviously Fayetteville, North Carolina. But that was a little too close to home, so I wanted to be a little farther away. So I wanted to be, uh, plus it's more fun to say you're a Screaming Eagle, you know. As they say in Bunker Hill, 101st Airborne, Screaming Eagle, baby. Another good movie, by the way. Grand Rapidians play video games. They said, my favorite world comic is Creature Commandos. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Dracula, Wolfman. Dracula. A Dracula, Wolfman, and Frankenstein, and more. Yep, there you go. That, that was cool. I actually have not read that, but I, I will add that to the list. So thank you. Thank you, Grand Rapidians from the land of Grand Rapidia. You are very well. Uh, you guys do a very good job, by the way. If anybody wants to listen to a really good video game podcast, go listen to Grand Rapidians play video games. They're awesome. Waffles and maple syrup. Uh, so Waffles was in the Navy as a nuclear machinist mate. And I said, that sounds important because I don't know what that means. I don't, I said army 11 B infantry. And I was going to say, I was going to actually tweet that, but I, I thought that when I saw it, cause I don't know much about Navy stuff, but that sounds pretty important. Nuclear machinist mate. So thank you, uh, waffles. Thank you. Thank you for your service, man. So Sean and Chris, dad Narok says, I uh, love top gun. Chris was in the army, army 14 S and, Thank you. Thank you for that. Top Gun, man. What a good movie. And the 80s was such a big time for military movies, especially uh, military movies, fighter jet movies, space movies. Like NASA was real big in the 80s. You know, that was a big deal. And we'll get to some, some more of these coming up here. But um, it's really cool. The Top Gun is just, is just a movie that's ingrained in everybody's DNA, I think, you know, um, but such a good movie and just iconic, really. I mean, man, Tom Cruise has been in just these like landmark movies. It's it's, an, it's just insane. Obviously, he does play the same guy in every movie, <laughs> but nevertheless, he's there. My friend Ron from uh, I Think We're Doing It podcast said Full Model Jacket. So really appreciate him saying that. And another really, really great movie. I mean, you know, it's one that everybody should go back and watch, I think, at least once or twice a year. Uh, Disbeer in Distress said Navy Sonar Tech, STG2. And that also sounds important. I don't have any idea what that means. I think they, they wear the head the headphones and, you know, they listen to the radar and the sonar and stuff. Uh, that's what I think. So Disbeer in Distress, if you hear this, you're welcome to... Uh, you know, quickly correct me because I'm not real sure on that. Drinks and Geeks podcast said Full Metal Jacket with a G.I. Joe cartoon. You know, G.I. Joe cartoon, I think, was such a big part of everybody's childhood, um, especially 80s kids, man. I had all the figures and the vehicles and the headquarters. The one thing I never had was the aircraft carrier. I always wanted the aircraft carrier. I never got it. And as an adult, when I had the money to buy it, I felt like a moron for wanting to go buy an aircraft carrier as an adult. But I may do it. I may do it. I may. I'll think about it. Uh, Mr. Josh Walker, uh, he 
commented. He is. Uh, he was also in the 101st Airborne. He was in the 175 Cav. He's an Iraq War vet. Uh, and he commented uh, he was Army 19 Delta. And he also put the gif up there of Colonel Kilgore, of course, from Apocalypse Now, since he was Cav. So, Josh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. And uh, I may hit up Josh. I don't know when he was in the 101st. We could have been... Uh, we could have been... Uh, you know, boots on the ground together at some point. Who knows? Uh, what's on the tube? So none of us were in the military, but thanks to all the people who on here that were. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, they also had a nice little gif of a bald eagle uh, pouring a 40 into a, into a red solo cup. Very American. I like that. Uh, Shane, Shane Beauregard at Shane Media Mash. Is that Media Mash? Hang on a second. Media Mosh. Sorry, man. Shane Media Mosh. Said we were soldiers at Army 92A, and thank you, Shane. I appreciate that. We Were Soldiers is a very, very good book. I remember reading that book, and then the movie came out later on, Mel Gibson and Sam Elliott, and uh, the book is is really, really good. Uh, I would highly recommend that. It's, it's probably one of, the, one of the best military books, I think, ever written. Uh so Wizard Podcast said, "Bruh, posted a GIF of a gentleman in a fighter uh, fighter jet helmet, which of course is from Iron Eagle." And I responded with the Chappy Dance GIF. Iron Eagle was another one of those '80s fighter jet movies that was that was very popular. So if you haven't seen that in a while, give <laughs> give that another playthrough. Uh, two guys and some horror said, so "For video games, I absolutely love the OG COD series, COD Four: Modern Warfare. For movies, I go with Black Hawk Down." And I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, uh, COD 4 is, is the modern, modern Warfare is really good. And Black Hawk Down, I'm glad someone brought up Black Hawk Down because Black Hawk Down is one of my favorites uh, of all time. And I actually have a, I wrote a note over here so I wouldn't forget to talk about it. But when I left for basic training, uh, October 1st, 2001, I went to Richmond Airport, Richmond, Virginia, and I was going to fly to Atlanta. And you know how in the airports they have the little bookstores with the magazines and gum and stuff like that. So I go in there, I get a bottle of water, gum, and I'm looking through the books and I see Black Hawk Down. And I've never heard of this before, but I buy it. And I read the book and I man, and I, and I thought, man, this book is incredible. This is Because I've always loved reading. Ever since I was a, a kid, I've always liked to read. And I thought about that book quite a bit. As I go through basic training, I was thinking about the guys in that book and and the things that they did and, and all this kind of stuff. And then the movie comes out, and at the end of basic training, we got one eight-hour pass during the day, and a bunch of us went to the movie theater on post at Fort Benning, Georgia, and watched Black Hawk Down. So it was kind of neat that I read the book right before basic training started, and then I saw the movie as basic training was ending. And it's always been one of my favorites. It's a very, very well-done movie uh, very good, very accurate, you know, in my opinion, uh, really, really good, really well done. Uh, pot of holding says, does build the galactic hero count author, Harry Harrison. It does count actually. And if you haven't read this, I would highly suggest it. It's actually was at the time it was hailed by Vietnam veterans as, as extremely accurate. And so if, if you, I don't want to spoil anything there, but if you haven't read it, I would suggest you go out and get it. So thank you, Paul of Holding. I really appreciate it. Uh, Flix X-Ray said, favorite military movies got to be Saving Private Ryan. The close second of Good Morning Vietnam. Again, just two fantastic picks right there. I mean, two very different movies, obviously, but both about war and, and very obviously, you know, based on military stuff. But just a really, 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 really good movies there. Film shakes at Operation Petticoat. Yeah, that's right. Very good. I like that. I like that a lot. Thinking outside the box a little bit. Thank you, uh, Film Shake, the 90s movie podcast. Uh, Bad Dad's Film Review said several good ones, so I'm going to go with this one if it counts. And they had a uh, a gif from Starship Troopers saying that uh, I do my I, I do my part. I've done my part. I'm doing my part and all this kind of stuff. What's funny is that Starship Troopers, most people have seen the movie and they chalk it up to kind of like a cheesy kind of deal, right? <clears throat> Which it is. I mean, there's plenty of cheese there. But the funny thing is it's based on a book by Robert Heinlein 
cult. And it's the book itself actually, uh, at one point, I think it still is, was on like the West Point list of approved reading for, for new officers because it talks a lot about military tactics and how even over time, over the years, things don't change. And there's a ton of military references. The book is very different than the movie. I will say that. Uh, but the, the movie is very entertaining, you know. Uh, but the book is really good if you're ever into it. And Robert Heinlein, he's got a lot of good stuff. Uh, he Robert Heinlein was a, a sci-fi writer, uh, if you're not familiar. And he was from, I think, Butler, Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. and uh, Which is up the road a couple hours from me. But he did Starship Troopers. Uh, he did, um, stranger in a strange land, which is a good one. The moon is a harsh mistress. Uh, I've read, I've read several of those and, um, all really good. He, he kind of created a lot of things that, that became very commonplace in sci-fi movies. Like he, he, he first used the term space Marines. Um, he used, uh, he described like iPads, like tablets and stuff. And some of his stuff that, was you know cell phones like way before any of this stuff was ever thought of so uh check out some of his stuff i would highly recommend it uh, dan ferber said i've always enjoyed watching the longest day and that's good that's a great pick that's a classic and if you haven't seen the longest day or if you haven't seen it in a long time i would i would go back and watch it again i mean it's it's uh it's a really really great war movie uh and when it came out i think it was in the 60s it won a ton of awards uh, you're talking about John Wayne, Sean Connery, Robert Mitchum, Henry Fonda. I mean, just a loaded, loaded, loaded movie. And uh, it's good. It's an, uh, you know, it's an old war movie, but it's good. Uh, that Absurd Dad said, just the facts, Jack. And I, I'm going to assume that he's referring to Stripes when he says that. I hope, I hope that's right. Uh, Stripes is another good movie. Um, you know, a good Bill, Bill Murray movie, uh, if you're into that. And uh, <clears throat> it's one of those movies that takes on a couple different, you know, it starts off one way and then they end up joining the army and then it goes in this and then they do like a basic training portion where they have Sergeant Holka, who's their drill sergeant, who says that it's their big toe. And then it goes into this other thing, this whole other part where they, where they steal the, uh, what's the thing called? It's like a Winnebago and, uh, it's got a name to it though. I can't remember the name of it right now. I'll think of it. Let me see. Let me see. I'll look at it here. Cause it, I want to be sure I want to be accurate. Uh, the EM 50 urban assault vehicle. That's right. So thank you everybody for the, uh, comments for the, for, for the movies and books and video games. I really appreciate it. And I want to talk about a couple of my favorites if I can. As far as movies are concerned, there are a lot of tons of, of war movies and military movies. And some are more fictionalized than others. And one that I <laughs> that I really like is Jarhead. And I like Jarhead because it is actually incredibly accurate. And people who I've talked to people who watch Jarhead and they say, Well, it just seems kind of boring. And here's the thing, that's a deployment. You, there's an old saying that uh, combat is 90% boredom and 10% sheer terror. And that's, that's accurate. I mean, that's really what it is. You don't know, you spend a lot of time sitting around, you spend a lot of time waiting, but you also spend some time doing some really terrifying shit. And that's, that's what it is. And, and, Jarhead to me really kind of got into the the mental and emotional aspects of being gone, you know. And if you remember that movie, um, you know the uh, Swafford, who's the main character, uh, he is going through uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. He has a girlfriend. And he's all worried about her. And then he, he calls her and there's a guy in the background and all this kind of stuff. And, and the letters stop coming. And I mean, those things happen. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've seen it happen to guys, man. It's, it's rough. I know people who went to Iraq and then came back home to an empty house and their wife had met someone online and fucking split. And their dog was chained out back about half starved and the grass was about uh, waist deep. 
and they would do nothing about it. And, and that's not me being funny. That's a hundred percent accurate. I know guys in Iraq who got who get letters saying uh, all your stuff's in a storage unit, uh, except for the stuff I could sell. This one guy had a motorcycle. He had this really nice uh, cross rocket, and as soon as he leaves, his wife sells it, and split, gone. I mean, those things happen. That that absolutely happens, and it, and it's kind of crazy. But you know, I felt that Jarhead kind of highlighted that, and and it highlighted the fact that when you're when you're deployed, depending on what you're doing, you spend a lot of time waiting and preparing training and waiting for something to happen or waiting for you to go do something and of course i mean th- that's about desert storm so it's a little different than you know like if you're stationed uh like when i went to iraq in uh, 05 i was in kirkuk and so we did like daily patrols and vehicles and stuff like that and got out and did patrols and did missions and qrf and stuff like that qrf is quick reaction force but I just think it's it's one of those movies that highlights the the ugliness of it. You know, it's not like this big um, flag waving affair. You know, it shows the ugliness of it and shows the how you can get uh, disenchanted and how you can get uh, disgruntled and how you can how it affects you. You know, that kind of stuff. So, if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. Because it's good. It's good. And I don't know how other people feel who have been in the service or people who have deployed. But for me and, and a lot of my buddies, it's um, it's very accurate. And it's one that, that we really like. And uh, so you should give it a while. And I, was, I haven't seen it in a while. And I was thinking about it <clears throat> when I was doing this episode. I might watch it again this week sometime. Uh, also, uh, Band of Brothers, like I mentioned before, I go through that every year and watch that. Also, The Pacific is very good. Uh, but Band of Brothers, I have it on. Um, I got the big set with the metal box and the whole deal. So I go through that every year and watch those every year. And uh, they're just so good, just just so well done. And uh, I would highly recommend that, too, if you haven't seen that. Um, Black Hawk Down, I talked about, of course. Um, Once an Eagle is a very is by Anton Meyer. It's a very good, very, very good book if you haven't read it. I would highly recommend it. That's one also was on the West Point uh, reading list. And my lieutenant, I had a lieutenant in 05 named Lieutenant Wright, Eric Wright. And he, uh, I read a book, I, I would read one book after another. And he said, hey, have you read this before? And I said, no, I haven't. He said, yes, this is really good. You would enjoy it. And he had a copy with him and, and he uh, let me borrow it. And it is, uh, it is brilliant. Uh, it's about a guy who spends his entire time in the military. And if you... And those who remember, you may not, but it is, they did a miniseries back in the 70s with Sam Elliott. Uh, but it's about a guy who's a career army guy, and he goes to uh, several different wars, actually, and talks about his trials and tribulations and adventures and stuff like that. So it's really good. Also, another one, another good military book is called Matterhorn. Uh, it's by a guy named Carl Malentis, who is a uh, lieutenant in Vietnam. And he wrote this book as like a culmination of his experiences there. So it's not it's not completely based on a true story, but it's just bits it's pieces of things that happened and things that he saw and experienced that he that he put into a novel. And it's it's good. I really like it. It's brutal and it's it's uh it's no nonsense, but it's very good uh if you're into that sort of thing. I really enjoyed it. And two more books that <clears throat> I want to throw out there. One is by a guy named Chris Hughes, who was a colonel uh, in the army. And he was actually my uh, battalion commander when I was in and when I went to Iraq the first time. He wrote a book called uh, A War on Two Fronts, which is really good. And he talks a lot about kind of what we were doing as a unit. And he also talks about, you know, some of his stuff personally. But it's a very good book. He's a very nice guy. He uh, always uh, looked out for us, stuck out for us. And if you ever want to Google him, Colonel Christopher Hughes, he talks about uh, kneeling and smiling uh, in Iraq. And and I know that may sound funny, but there was a time where uh, we were in Mosul, uh, not Mosul, we were in Anajef in 03. And we were faced with a uh, 
very rowdy, very violent crowd throwing rocks at us and stuff like that. And he had us all take a knee, uh, take our hand off our weapon and hold it up and smile. And so there were magazines and, and media there that actually wrote articles and called us the smiling second because we were the second battalion. But actually him doing that prevented us from having this big colossal disaster where, you know, where people would have gotten hurt. And so, uh, he's a very, he's a great guy, brilliant, just a great leader. And so his book is called, I think it's called a war on two fronts, but Colonel uh, Christopher Hughes, another book is called embedded enemy by, uh, Bart Womack and Bart Womack was a command Sergeant major at the time that I was in when I went there in 03. And he was our uh, brigade command sergeant major. And he wrote uh, he wrote the book called Embedded Enemy, as I said. And he talks about things that transpired at Camp Pennsylvania in Kuwait before we went over to into Iraq. Uh, and it's pretty fascinating. Uh, there is a picture of me and my squad mates in that book. So that's my claim, <laughs> claim to fame. But it's really good. And, uh, you know, at some point, I would like to discuss that uh, on the podcast or something like that and kind of explain that if anybody's interested. Uh, it's pretty interesting. But you can Google Camp Pennsylvania, 03 Kuwait, and, and, and read about it. But I was there. I was there. And if you've listened to the past couple episodes with Casey, uh, Casey was there too. We were there side by side, actually, together. So, you know, maybe we'll talk about that coming up here. Who knows? But... Anyway, you know, this was the Memorial Day episode, and, and I wanted everyone's feedback, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you, uh, I hope you liked it. Um, I like the interaction with people, so, uh, you know, I may do that some more in the future, I think. Um, you know, again, uh, Memorial Day is a time to remember those who give their lives to their country, and uh, it's important. I hope it's something that we always, you know, hold on to. I do believe that, you know, history is very important and especially military history. And I hope that, uh, you know, going forward, we as a country and we as a military find ways to keep people safe. And, uh, you know, I certainly would hope to see a lot less American troops losing their lives and uh, a lot less American troops coming back as veterans and living on the street and dying of suicide and other things. Um, you know, I certainly wouldn't want that for anybody, much less a veteran, but anybody really. So, you know, uh, I hope that you find, you found this episode, uh, enjoyable. I hope I didn't, uh, wasn't too much of a Debbie downer. And, uh, you know, again, thank you so much for, for, uh, the feedback. Thank you so much for the interactions and uh again uh, we're at fds podcast 7 on twitter you can email, email me at fds podcast 7 at gmail.com and i'll and when i i post this out i will put all the shout outs in there and tag up everybody so you're free to share it and listen and uh, i thank you i appreciate you and i'm grateful for you and i hope you enjoy it and thank you take care mm-hmm.